And here we go. Top of the seventh inning, Droverton's going to get a double lead off this inning. Uh, they both just whitewashed each other. Here we go. They both just whitewashed each other in the sixth inning. Eight to seven, like I said, Droverton. And I think we're up and running and, and rocking and rolling right now. So minor pause in the action. Uh want to keep calling these close matches while I'm over here on this field. Uh, I believe that's Mr. Carpenter that's up for the black flags right now. And he's going to connect, and that's going to fall into left center field. Uh, Mr. Carpenter is going to round. If that is indeed Mr. Carpenter, a run is going to score, and Brian's going to take his second on that. As uh, I'm a little bit away from home plate here, so I'm doing my best with the eyesight. You know what's going. Here's a gentleman for black flag, the black flags I'm not familiar with. Uh, but he's going to swing at the first pitch. It's going to be a fly ball to center field. Oh, miss, misjudged. Center fielder came in and then had to go back. So that's going to score a run. And that's going to be, he's going to round second and think differently of it as Mr. Carpenter comes in to score for Drovertown. Uh, yeah, center fielder for Saginaw was coming in fiercely uh, and then realized, wrong-o, and had to go back. Uh, that's going to bring up the Yeti, Landon Smith, member of the Roller Out the Barrel family, and he's going to hit a grounder to second. There's going to be a misplay, but the second baseman's going to collect himself, throw it over to first, and we have an out call. Taking the runner uh, previously on the bases over to third. And uh, it's going to bring up Mr. Green, the left-handed power for the Drovertown Black Flags. Uh, foul ball straight back. Mr. McCulley is going to jump the fence in an effort, uh, but he is not going to come up with that. But he is known for coming up with such plays. band is playing. I love the band. They can play as much as they want. I'm okay with it. Mr. Green does pop it up over to the third baseman. That's going to be held at third by Mr. Larkin, I believe, that's over there playing third base today for the old golds. And uh, I do believe I have an Adam Johnson, Adam Johnson sighting here uh, for the black flags here at home plate right now. He is going to pop it up, and Adam and there's going to be a collision between the catcher and the pitcher, and that's going to score a run, and Mr. Johnson's going to take his second, uh, still dealing with that bad wheel from Sharonville. Uh, it does appear that um, Adam McCulley jumped out of the catcher's box. I think he thought he had a good read on it, and I think he did, but I also think it was closer to the pitcher, so I think the pitcher was just assuming it was going to be his, and nobody called each other off, I don't believe. I wouldn't hear it way up here, but I have to believe nobody called each other off on that as they collided. They do appear to be okay. There's a grounder down the third baseline, and there's going to be no throw over to first. Mr. 
That's going to be first and second for the Black Flags of Drovertown. Here comes Jim Stickwood. The Dodsworth Saxhorn Band. Any chance we can just get them to play nonstop? There's going to be a hit by Mr. Wood into right field, but they're going to throw it first, and they're going to get him. Uh, it was just a, a small, a short little blooper into right field. One hop to the right fielder. Uh, they're going to throw over to first, uh, like I said, and complete that out. So that's going to do it for the Black Flags. Uh, in the top of the seventh, but they are going to put three across. And that's going to make the score 11 to 7 going into the bottom of the seventh inning. But once again, uh, you are not safe. You are not safe in any situation in these fields. I, I believe they gave us a time limit uh, warning of 39 minutes, and that was, uh, oh, that was about seven minutes before I tried to go live four times and. Rumbled, bumbled, stumbled to where I am today. There's a single uh, to lead off and a missed throw, so that's going to be a double. Can't be throwing the ball around. Uh, looks like Booze Hound for Saginaw is coming up. And that's going to be a long fly ball foul down the left field line. Oh, and that's going to be a double. Uh, it looked like it was going to be foul, um, but it was not. There is a, a little bit of a, a bumping situation around first base, but everything's okay. And uh, the gentlemen shake hands as to move on to more important things. And uh, this looks like it's Jeff Hicks for Saginaw. Uh, I can't tell for sure, but I will when he swings. And there's a long fly ball. It is indeed ink. It's called. He's camped. Left fielder. A slight bobble, but does remain control. Gets the ball back in with a fine throw to second base. And it's going to be the first out. And this is going to bring up uh, Mr. Larkin for the old golds. There's a pound into the ground to third. Throw over to first base from Adam Johnson at third. There's going to be an out recorded at first base. Booze Hound's going to take his third. Two outs for the old golds. Uh, I can't remember the name of this guy. It's one of those guys who only shows up once a year. <laughs> uh, he's good, though. He is a second old gold. I'm just messing around. Let's not get let's not get carried away with the emotions. It's a crush towards center field, and it's over the tree, into the woods, to grandmother's house it goes. Uh, that's going to be an automatic double. That's going to score a run for Saginaw. I believe that's the second run for Saginaw this inning. That's going to bring up Mr. McCulley.
as I'm going to stand up and kind of come over to the other side of the table. I can get a little better view. I've been dealing with, uh, you know, a rude family. What can I do? And Mr. McCauley is going to take one low. Another low one to Mr. McCulley. So there's a he goes down and gets on a very low pitch, and it's going to be a line drive in the left field. That's going to score a run. No throw home. Uh, Adam McCulley is going to keep his first. And I believe we have a tie ball game again. Or not a tie ball game. I believe Saginaw's down by one run again. So that should be 11 to 10. Uh, lefty up, wrong hander for Saginaw. That's going to be a pop up to center. It's going to be dropped out there in center field. Uh, there's going to be an error by Yeti out there. I'll make fun of it later when he's over it emotionally. Emotional damage. But he's going to beat himself up, uh, especially if a run scores off of that. He did have to come in on a, on a dead sprint to get to that. Uh, maybe misjudging how much time he had to get there. Uh, and then he went back and played in deep left center field, and that ball gets hit to him, and there's a throw in. And that's going to do it for the Saginaw Old Gold. So I believe, and I'll confer with the scoreboard, scoreboard when they put up the three, but I believe it's 11 to 10. Uh, in favor of Droverton, another nail-biter. Actually, the Canton Flat Rock game wasn't much of a nail-biter until, until the 8th. And uh, everything changed. But everything can change in every vintage baseball match. Over on the other field, we got the Columbus Buckeyes and uh, the Walker Tavern Wheels. Uh, they don't have the big board up this weekend telling you who won what match, or it's just located somewhere. I haven't seen it yet. So I'll get you somebody. I've asked quite a few people to come up here at some point to uh, maybe we can get some updates on who won some of these matches. I know Bay City won their first match. I know the Nationals won their first match. I know Walker won their first match over the Ladidas. And Pops Wegman, strong hit. And another misplay by an outfielder who came in hard, and it was over their head. I wonder if there's issues with seeing the ball. Uh, there's misjudgments going on by guys who wouldn't misjudge it. Jonathan would not mis misjudge that. So I wonder if he's just not picking it up right. Uh, but Pops, who, who had a terrible foul ball before that, a well-struck ball, As we're in the top of the eighth inning, there's a pound into the ground, and Toby's going to throw over to first base a little offline. So you're going to have runners at first and second for Droverton. I would have thought he had plenty of time to go to second to get pops. Uh, but he never even thought about it, and the throw just came up a little short. It wasn't a crazy offline throw, but not close enough. 
And that's going to be hit to the shortstop. Shortstop's going to go to third for the force, and then they're going to hold it to get the speedy pop Swegman at third base. And I believe that brings up Jeff Cox for uh, the Black Flags. Droverton's got some young legs on first base now. I have to point out young legs. Not a lot of vintage baseball teams have the young legs. And there's a pop foul. Adam McCulley's going to go after it. He's going to go after everything. He runs around. I, I don't know if he jumped, but uh, he did not get to it. But usually you see a vintage uh, baseball catcher on this field kind of stop at the wooden fence they have around the catcher's area, the backstop, if you will. And uh, Mr. McCauley does not. He just uh, he hurdles that. He doesn't clear it by as much every year that goes on, but he's still doing it. There's a pop straight up in the air. Somebody's going to call it. Pitcher calls it. And that's going to be an out. Once again, first and second for the Black Flags. And there's another pop-up that's going to be held by the shortstop. And that's going to take care of the inning. Uh, those two pop-ups might come back and hurt a little bit as uh, runners on base. So here comes the score update. And Droverton in the top of the eighth inning. Score to zero. Are they out of... I thought they scored that inning. They must not have. Uh, tree trunk up here for old golds in the bottom of the eighth inning. I think we're at an 11 to 10. One run lead for the Droverton Black Flags, and it does look like we're going to get in nine full innings. There's a, a misplay by the third baseman. He's going to throw it over to first anyway. And uh, But Mr. Trunk... <laughs> Is going to get into first. Probably should have held that. No harm, no foul. Uh, but you don't want to throw it around. Gives by the first baseman, and then there's running, running, running. Uh, you can hear Mr. Dixon in the background teaching the folks uh, about vintage baseball. One of the the delectable items on the menu at Greenfield Village and their vintage baseball summer-long program is Mr. Dixon teaching everybody all of the rules, bringing up newspaper articles of which he's researched, and he doesn't just talk about baseball necessarily, whatever's going on in the game. He, t he talks about what's going on in the moment of the game. So we have uh, a base hit there happening, so uh, runners on first and second for Saginaw. And a pound into 
third. So they were going to try to get the force. They're going to throw over to first. It's going to be too late. I shouldn't be giving my opinion, but <laughs> he looks safe. I hate when I'm wrong on that stuff, and then people are going to be like, oh, you said he was safe. I bet you he was safe. Eh, whatever. Base is loaded. Get over yourselves. Uh, a gentleman with some long, flowing blonde hair. I don't. I don't think I know who this is, or do I? There's a grounder to short. They're going to get the force at third. Saginaw is going to score a run. That's going to tie the ball game right there at 11 to 11. And I believe that's going to bring up Mr. Dost. With a runner on second and a runner on first. Izzy's going to take a few pitches. And there's a well-hit ball into left field by Mr. Dost on the line. That's going to score a run. Uh, the throw is going to come into home, but I don't think it's going to be in time. It's not. All the runners are now going to move up because that, because that throw went all the way through. I uh, got to need a cutoff on that to stop that throw, to stop those runners from moving up. And there's a ball hit into the ground of the third baseman. Third baseman's going to throw over to first. They are not going to get him in time. However, he is going to come off of the base, not sticking the base. And uh, they are going to tag him out. So there's a run scored for Saginaw, but also an out registered. There's a pop-up in the uh, right behind to the catcher. Uh, he's going to run out of real estate. Adam McCulley would have had that. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. I really wish his family would leave. There's another pop-up to the catcher. Mr. Coxie is going to hold that one. There's a 10-minute call left in this game. Saginaw just took the lead. I believe they played it at least two. We're going to wait for the official score. They scored three. That's going to make the score 13 to 11 in favor of the Saginaw Old Golds in the ninth inning. So it doesn't really matter. They're going to play the ninth. Black flags are going to need two to tie, three to take the lead. It's a bleak situation as Saginaw's defense really puts a clamps down in the uh, last innings in these matches, in these tournament matches. They tend not to make any mistakes. There's a long fly ball to left field. It's going to burn Mr. Smith in left field, but the throw coming into second, nope, it's not going to be in time. That's a El Dible to start off the inning for the Black Flags. Mr. Smith now... Uh, knowing Mr. Smith, he's upset about his last at-bat, or not his last at-bat, but some of his swings, and then the error. So he hits it with great force. Shortstop's going to bobble. See, smart play right there. Okay, so 
And talk about defense. Shortstop made a blunder. Mr. Smith can run down to first base. He did not come up trying to throw him on at first. He knew he didn't have a chance as the game is paused for the train. He instead tries to catch the Droverton runner at second, napping off a of second base a little bit and throws it behind him to try to get him at second. As to not only try to get an out, but also not make an error. That was a nice, a good, safe play that you don't have to worry about going wrong. And, you know, not a high success rate is going to be on that, but there is going to be some success uh, from time to time. The left-handed Mr. Green is up for Droverton with runners on first and second. They need two to tie and three to take the lead over Saginaw, your seven-time champions. And there's a hit over the first baseman's head. That's going to go up the hill on a misplay by the right fielder. That's going to score one. Mr. Green's going to go into second and get tagged. And there's going to be a throw home, and now there's going to be a pickle. And they are going to get Mr. Smith. He is going to get tagged. Because you cannot run yourself into outs against a team that's going to do it the right way. Uh, so two outs recorded on that play. One run does score. That's going to make that score 13 to 12. There's nobody on base. Mr. Johnson's up for Droverton. And I believe that play right there is going to be the backbreaker. But I could be wrong as Mr. Johnson hits it into the tree. It's still in play. Mr. Johnson's going to run a second gingerly, tenderly, like a lover because he's hurt a little bit, gentle. Uh, so Droverson still refusing to go into the night. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today will be our Independence Day as one of the Redners is up. The black flags are missing one of the Redners as there's a, as there's a bounce over McCulley. And uh, Mr. Johnson's going to take his third. Drove her down. Runner down to third. Down by one. Top of the ninth inning. Here in uh, the World's Tournament. Greenfield Village. The crown jewel of the Midwest vintage baseball scene. As... Uh, there's a high pitch. We're going to see some selective uh, swinging happening at this point. I believe that's Mr. Cox up to the plate. You just need a, a single. There's a pound into the shortstop. Shortstop's up with it. Throw over to first. That's going to complete. That's going to complete this inning. That's going to complete this game as the. Saginaw Old Golds are going to come out on top of the Black Flags of Drovertown, 13-12, in another fantastic match. Why, if you're listening to this and you're not here, why? Why aren't you here? What the hell's wrong with you? All right, that's going to do it from now. I'll be back in the next match if it's close, uh, and I'll have some interviews that uh, you'll be able to hear tomorrow. Thanks, everyone.